Welcome to Deeper Dive. This is Dawn again, and Joe is on the recovery. We're so excited to know that Joe is feeling so much better. So every day he's getting stronger. So hopefully we'll see him soon. And this podcast is presented to you by Plantation SDA Church. We are in season three, and this is episode four. And today we have, I think you, this is the first time that we've had here, Pastor Paul Anderson. Welcome, Pastor Paul. How are you? Fantastic, Don. I'm just uh, recovering from uh, an experience today. Yeah, it was a great experience mm-hmm. and it's a good recovery. Not a bad recovery, mm-hmm. but it's a good recovery. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling blessed right now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so before we get a little deeper into your sermon today, Let's have a word of prayer. Loving Father, we thank you for the way that you continue to love and care and provide for us every single day. And as we go deeper into Pastor Paul's sermon, we ask that you just open our hearts and our minds to know exactly what it is you want to show us a little bit more that we can take into our lives and help us to be truly connected with you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Zero resistance. Zero resistance. How did you come up with that? Well, uh, it's, it's actually a concept that I've been wrestling with uh, over the past couple of weeks. I don't know, maybe a couple of months. Um, I learned it from, you know, uh, a group that I'm a part of that, you know, we we study together and, and, and we learn the Bible together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it was so profound. Um, basically, the idea here is you have to get to that place. You have to get to ground zero. You have to get to a place where, you know, because naturally, as human beings, we, we resist. We're selfish. So we want mm-hmm. to have our own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, in fact, it's a big it's a big concept in the Bible because everyone who was successful in the Bible, that's the place where they had to get um, until they just couldn't, they couldn't do anything. They had to, it's either, it was, it was almost like a do or die. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. either, yes, Lord, mm-hmm. I yield completely or, mm-hmm. you know, that was it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it was, seen so many different examples and understand that that is a place where Christ wants us to be in order for him to fully have his way in our lives. Mm-hmm. When you were talking in your sermon, you said um, we need to be certain of our salvation and our life. How are we certain of our salvation? How can we be certain of our salvation? That's a great question. And uh, the, the, the truth is, um, some of us feel as though um, we cannot um, be completely sure mm. now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a problem because if you can't be sure now, that means you, you, you can only be hopeful. <laughs> means, yeah. Right. That means you, up until you die, you're living with hope. Hmm. Um, and nothing's wrong with hope. But is there a bad, is that a bad thing to be hopeful? No. So, so no, it's not, there's nothing wrong with being hopeful, mm. but 
hope without expectation mm. is, is 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 incomplete. You know, okay. you hopeful expressions are great, right? You know, when when you're hopeful, you look forward to something, mm. but uh, but faith is 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 more like um, it gives you that edge. It gives you mm. that confidence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it allows you to speak definitively. It, in other words, it, it allows you to speak with assurance. Mm. Okay, so you're not you you move from hopeful expressions to um, this will be, this mm-hmm. is going to be, and and it, it, it's here and now. Mm-hmm. So so if you are looking forward to it, then it must be now by faith, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, if we are open to wear uh, the robe of righteousness that Christ will give us, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the crown that mm-hmm. you know, we're going to wear, we must have it now. Mm-hmm. By faith, we must have it now. Why? And it, it, it's really because it's in Christ, right? And if we have Christ, mm-hmm. Christ is in us. He dwells in us by faith, mm-hmm. right? We have everything that has been given to him, mm. right? He holds nothing back from mm. us, his children, right? Mm. By faith, we have it now. And, and, and that's, that's a concept, I think, um, that is missing a lot in our church mm. because we, we have been trained to think that we need to be um, looking forward to something rather than by faith having that experience now, mm. and, and and it's it, it it's it's something that I believe um, maybe some some get to in their journey and maybe some don't. Mm. Um, but I, I can tell you personally, it's it's a wonderful place to be mm. because um, the the Bible makes it clear. Eternal life and sal- salvation is synonymous, right? Mm-hmm. And and you remember the last scripture that I used at the end of the, my sermon in John, First John, chapter five. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says, "I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life." Mm-hmm. So the Bible is very clear. You're not waiting to receive eternal life. You have eternal life from now. And your eternal life is, is like a package deal. It's part of your salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what, that's what Christ came. He came to seek and save the lost. So we're not waiting to be saved. Mm-hmm. We're not looking to be saved. We're not hoping to be saved. Mm-hmm. We are saved now by faith because we have Christ. Christ saves now. And he not only saves us now, but he keeps us saved. All right. So I want to put it a little practically now. If, mm. I, if I'm in church and I am very unsure of myself, does that mean now that I don't have enough faith? It, it, it could mean that it could mean several things. And, and, and here's the thing. Um, the key is time alone with, with Christ. And I, and I realize that is what brings out so many um, realities that, that Christ wants to, to show us and reveal to us. Mm-hmm. 
it is so important for us to spend that 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 time alone with Christ. Mm. Um, I remember growing up and in and uh, you would come across certain people and you list to them. You're like, man, that person has spent time with the Lord. Mm. You know, because maybe maybe they sound so inspirational, they sound so relatable, and you know, it, it's not just someone who just is just loaded with a lot of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's someone who, who has been drinking from the fountain of life, mm-hmm. right? And it just moves you in a way that you're like, yeah, that, that person has definitely spent time with the Lord. And, and I think that's where it, that wellspring um, comes from, where, where you can be confident, mm-hmm. you can be sure um, it has to be time alone because when Christ takes over and mm. you know, he's leading, you know, it, it, it's just like, uh, when I told you, I was, I was a bit nervous going, going, going up, mm-hmm. um, today, you know, cause I, I don't do it every week. I don't get on a pulpit every week. I, I mean, I preach quite often, but, mm. um, even though there's that nervousness, um, I know I'm doing the Lord's work. So he's going to take over like immediately. I'm not, waiting i know he's going to take over because uh you know we you know we as uh sinful human beings we have no desire for spiritual things naturally mm-hmm. you know we're we're carnal until until or unless he fully takes over mm-hmm. so that person who is unsure of themselves um yeah they they just need to spend a little bit more time with the Lord and, 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 and that confidence, that self-worth is, is going to just take off. Mm. So what happens if that self-worth or that confidence has been pulled down in their environment all the time? How can they maintain or even get it back to a point mm. where they are able to feel so confident with God now? It doesn't matter what goes on around them. Yeah, you know, in the church, if if people don't understand uh, church culture, mm. um, they will get offended. Mm. They will uh, get hurt, mm. <laughs> and they will take it so personal that they will say, "I don't know why I even bothered. I don't know why." I, I, you know, it seems like it's no different than than other circles that I've been in, probably mm-hmm. worse, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you have, if, 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 if you don't have the right understanding about what the Bible <laughs> says about uh, church people, you know, being, uh, being weak and, and frail at times and backbiters and uh, you name it, uh, they're in the church. Mm-hmm. They're in the church, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to have those conversations, you know, I've, I've had the I've had that conversation several times with a lot of people that um, are new, even to the Seventh Day Adventist denomination. You know, maybe they have come from another denomination, and and maybe it's different where you know where they come from. And uh, because I've grown up in the church, I have a pretty 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 clear pristine view of our people mm. so 
I always take the opportunity to to make sure to mentor, provide you know mentorship, guidance, and you know words of encouragement. And and, mm-hmm. and but you know at the end of the day, it's it's Christ. Honestly, it's you know if if you're in Christ, um, and Christ is in you, you can handle you can handle those those challenges. Mm. Self-righteousness. You talked about self-righteousness. You're talking about church culture. I have to say, I'm not born into the church. So I came into the church. I have never actually heard a sermon talk about the culture of our church. And I think that would have been very advantageous to me so I can fully understand what I'm dealing with, or even to put it in a biblical aspect to know, well, you're going to have people that do this, even in the church, because that is something that is never really, as a new Christian, you don't really see that until after you've been baptized and everything. And then people just become real to you. They become very, very real and self-righteousness. Um, what do you think that looks like in our church now? Is there a lot of it? And how can we get rid of that if it is important for us to get rid of it? It's, it's so important. And here's the thing, you know, I, I hate when we, we just go around just slapping people with our opinions hmm. and, and what we feel is right and Oh no, you should do this. You should do that. You should dress this way. You should look that way. You should mm-hmm. go here, go there. You know, we have all these different opinions as if, you know, we need to uh, monitor people and, and control, you know, how they view things and, and, and shape their perspectives mm-hmm. on life. And, 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 and especially, you know, if, if, if we've been in a church and someone else uh, is coming in and, and, and we feel like, okay, you know, we need to guide them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that can be a very messy situation. Mm. And I I think the self-righteousness comes up when someone is trying to assert themselves in a way that is beyond um, a boundary that is unhealthy. Mm. Okay. Mm. You know, it's nice to share information. It's nice to share advice. It's nice to encourage people. Um, but when you get to the level where you are almost dictating to people hmm. um, what they should do, how they should think, you know, how they should run their their lives and their, you know, their family lives. And, hmm. you know, that can become problematic. And um, it's, it's almost like you're saying, um, I'm there. Let me show you how it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, if you follow my advice, yeah, you follow my advice, you're, you're golden. You're golden. Right, 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 right. And honestly, mm-hmm. you know, the, from my estimation, it's, it's, it's best to just share your experience. Mm. You know, this, this is what I do. Mm. <laughs> you know, this is what I do in my life. Mm. Um, you know, if, if, if you find it helpful, you find it um, encouraging anyway, you know, mm. Well, God bless you, but uh, I'm not telling you what to do, how to think, or mm-hmm. what have you. But mm-hmm. you know, you have. In other words, it's it, it, it's it's better, and I think it sticks better when someone 
will, will ask you a direct question. You know, like if they say, okay, how do church people dress to, to come to church and mm -hmm. what have you, you know, mm -hmm. then you can say, well, you know, uh, the men wear this, the women wear that and mm -hmm. kids and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you can, you know, but when you people don't do that, go no. overboard, <laughs> a lot of times we don't. Yeah. We mm -hmm. go overboard and we feel like we need to provide, you know, a, you know, A to Z on what it is to be an Adventist. And mm. um, no, I, I think discovery, discovery, personal discovery is best mm -hmm. because that means the Holy Spirit can lead them. Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a time when uh, we used to tell women they couldn't wear certain things. You know, they had to wear a hat on their head and they had to, you know, dress in certain ways. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that created a lot of problems. But then, you know, you know, that was when the pendulum was on one extreme and then now it's on now the it's other extreme. To the other extreme, like, you know, have to yeah, have a balance, man. Mm. It, it, it's, it, it, it's so hard. It's so mm -hmm. difficult sometimes. But, you know, um, I think the balance comes when, because I don't believe that we should slack slack off and 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 dumb down our fundamental beliefs and mm. but i think really and truly christ needs to be supreme mm. um in every life mm. once he's supreme by faith through his holy spirit the mm -hmm. guidance comes in yes. right and 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 the understanding and um the reform takes place we mm. don't have to affect that reform mm. <laughs> you know the revival takes place and everything that needs to help them be who they need to be mm -hmm. so that they can have a, a healthy experience yeah uh in the church mm -hmm. yeah i agree you said something very fascinating sheep do not go looking for a shepherd explain that sheep do not go looking for a shepherd wouldn't you think we would think that we are sheep and we're going to look for jesus now you flipped it what did you mean by that well yeah i mean uh that's something you know growing up i understood it the way you're you are just articulating right now mm -hmm. right i understood it as the sheep find the shepherd right mm -hmm. But the Bible paints a very different picture because uh, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Yes. They mm. know me mm -hmm. and I know them, mm. right? And when Jesus talks about the story where he leaves the 99 and goes after that one, mm -hmm. That picture also reminds us that the the sheep they don't know sheep are dumb first of all mm -hmm. okay sheep are, are just dumb creatures creatures they're beautiful mm -hmm. they're 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 beautiful uh, but they're dumb in the sense that they they just wander off and they don't know mm. if they're lost they don't even know that they're lost. Mm. That's what the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray, right? And Jesus has to come and find us, mm -hmm. right? The shepherd always goes looking for the sheep. Mm -hmm. So 
So it, it it's I, I think it's a, it's very important to understand that because in the grand scheme of things where salvation is concerned, remember I touched on how God laid the plans. Mm-hmm. The plans were laid from the foundation of the earth. Yeah. We weren't there. We had nothing to do with that. We we couldn't advise him on that. We you know we we couldn't provide any contribution no to that. No input. <laughs> right so so how can we say well i found the lord mm-hmm. right it, it's it's just not possible mm-hmm. because as, as as carnal beings was the thief the thief on the cross looking for for christ mm-hmm. he wasn't looking nope <laughs> he, he was on his way out that's he right was on his way out <laughs> mm. you know sheep Sheep, because of their nature, they they don't know where they're going. All they know is that eat, they sleep, they get up, do the same routine over and over again, and they they like to be together, you know, in you know, with their groups. But if they wander off, they don't even know. And say, well, um, you know, where's everybody? <laughs> you know, they just continue, they continue doing their thing, and and that's how it is with us as well. We don't even know that we're lost. So Christ had to find us and restore us, and 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 cause us to now realize that we we belong to Him, mm-hmm. and He to us. So so. When I give a testimony, it must, it must be that when I had an encounter with the Lord, mm. right? Mm. Because the, the, the sheep never, ever goes looking for the shepherd. Mm. It's a clear teaching in scripture. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yes. Miracles could save. If miracles could save, then no one would be lost. What did you mean by that? If miracles could save, no one would be lost. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those statements that, that, that I made in writing that little section of the sermon, mm. um, I know they were radical mm. because, you know, but but when you think about it, when Christ did perform those miracles, when he performed those miracles, the people were, whoa, wow, mm-hmm. amazing. Ah, this is this is mm-hmm. great. This is right. And he said, Listen, don't follow me for the miracles. Mm-hmm. Because that's not enough. The miracles. That's not what saves you. And that's, that was not my purpose. But I performed those miracles so because I knew you needed to see that I have power. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I have power that no one else around you. And it's not exceptional. This is, this is uh, this, you're not going to see this anywhere. Okay? Mm-hmm. God had, you know, Christ had to display his power so that they would be convinced beyond all shadow of a doubt that he was the son of God, right? So, but he said, listen, 
Those things are not important in the grand scheme of things. What is important? What is important is that, and you remember when he made that radical statement um, that you, you must eat his body, and drink his blood. And, you know, they were like, are you kidding me? That is unbelievable. How could we do that? Right? We're not cannibals. But that's not, that's not what Christ was saying. He was saying, you must come into fellowship, into communion, into relationship with me. Mm-hmm. I know you like, you like the stuff that I do, but that's not what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Okay. What my purpose, my mission is so, is so, is far greater than that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you remember the miracle of, of the feeding of the 5,000 after they're, they're all fed and happy and filled. They, they move on to the next thing and they're, they're looking for another, um, you know, a, another moment where they're excited and they're mm-hmm. thrilled and they're, they, they have that, that surge of exhilaration. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Christ was saying, listen, 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 listen. It's when it comes to me, I'm the son of God. That's what I, first of all, I want you to understand I'm the son of God. And and the miracles, those miracles that you see, that cannot save you. Otherwise, you would have you would have gone to heaven already. Mm-hmm. Those, those, are, those are the miracles that you would have seen them and you say, okay, well, wow, I've seen it all. And that's good enough for me. Mm. But that's not what saves you. Yeah. That's that that that's not even gonna help you. Mm. The only thing that that's gonna do convince you, and it should convince you that I am the son of God. Mm. But now. Now that you've been convinced, what are you going to do? Mm. Are you going to go back to live in life the way you, you want? Mm. Or are you going to come to me? Really come to me and be with me. Mm. I think that we tend to um, do that ourselves because we pray, pray, pray and ask God, please help me, please help me. And then he comes through for us and then we're like, okay, thank you. And then we just continue. How can we get out of that mindset whereby we'll just pray for what we need and then for the rest of the time, we don't really need to talk too much to him? That's an excellent question. And I think that's what it, it goes back to that personal time with God, because mm. if, if we're not spending, and, and you, and, and you'll notice that when, when Christ made that statement, right. Mm. to to the people, they left because it was a hard saying. And then, you know, mm. he asked, he, he asked the disciples too. He said, are, are you, are you guys gonna, you gonna leave as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, and where are we going to go? <laughs> All we have is you. Mm. Uh, we can't, we left everything. So it, you know, although this, we, we don't understand this, um, we're sticking with you. Right. And I think that we have to get to that place as well, where we recognize it's, it's only Christ. Right. We, in other words, we have to, lose self-reliance okay just lose any dependence on self period because uh christ made it clear if if you're if you're not dependent on me fully 
um, I can't use you. And then you, you see that, you see that in, uh, in Peter's case, mm. you see that in, in Peter's case, because, mm. you know, Christ recognized, he saw it in him that, that there was a, there was a battle. There, there was a, there was an intense battle being waged. Mm. Peter felt like he had, he had to have a little control. Mm. He wanted to, he wanted to give the control to, mm-hmm. to, to, to Christ, but he felt like he needed just a little. Mm-hmm. And you can see, perfect example, you see just with a little control, how we mess up and just, just make everything go haywire. Mm-hmm. Right? Mayhem takes place when we have the lever, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we have the control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So how are we supposed to surrender everything? Your sermon title is Zero Resistance. How do we practically do that? Because nowadays as Christians, we can say, well, I pray, I go to church, I'm in a ministry, I'm doing this, I'm doing that for God. I am trying to be a good person every single day. Um, So I think I'm probably set. Why do I have to do extra time with God? Why do I have to study my Bible a little bit more? What is the necessity to do that when I know that I do all this other stuff? Oh, yeah. You see, what, what happens a lot, and I, you know, I heard a story where uh, a church sister, she was in charge of community services. Mm. And uh, before she died, her request was to be to be dressed fully in her uniform hmm. because she wanted that to be the message. <laughs> she wanted she 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 wanted people to know that she was all about service, all about serving the Lord, and you know, uh, doing His work and what have you. And 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 the problem. The problem with that picture is that we become uh, a works-oriented church yep. when we do when when we when we think of it and approach it that way. Mm-hmm. It gives the impression from people, okay, I need to work my way in, into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But then, the, but then, there's so many problems with that because when Christ comes, as the Bible says. People who say, Lord, Lord, hey, what about me? What happened to me? You remember, remember I, I baptized, I preached, I did Bible studies, you know, and they will list, they will go through it, right? And yes, did, did Christ appreciate you doing those? Absolutely. But his response is, I, I, I don't know you. There, there is no conversation there. It was, it's, it's very simple. It's very blunt and, and it's, it's, straight, it's straight up. I don't know you. I don't even don't know who you are, <laughs> you know? Mm. Uh, and, and that is the, that's the biggest um, revelation for me. That's mm. always been the biggest revelation for me mm. because I, I've always think it's like, I was always wondering like, how did I really get to know Christ? How do I, really surrender to him how do i get to that place where where i know i'm sure that he knows me mm. and i know him mm. um 
and and I, you know, in in John chapter seventeen, it is so clear because you know Jesus had so many things in front of him, so many challenges and obstacles that he he had to go through, mm. but he recognized it it, it was preparation. The mm. prepar- he needed preparation mm. for for that experience mm. that that encounters, and he had to spend time with the Lord. The disciples didn't see it. Mm. They did not see it. Hmm. And, and it's really because they didn't have to walk the same path at the same time mm. as Christ. Christ was leading them. He was leading them. Mm. And, and, and he said quite a few times, what I do now, you, you, don't, you won't understand now, but you will understand it. You will understand it. And so there's a lot of things that we don't understand now mm-hmm. because uh, of, of where we are mm-hmm. in our experience. But the more, the more we wake up every morning and spend personal, quality, quiet time alone, just you and Christ. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. Not family time, right? Um, not time on, on a prayer line and, and, you know, all those things are great, mm. right? But they, they cannot replace, they never replace that time alone. And I know, trust me, because of, of busy schedules and, and what have you, uh, people have, uh, have a struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you asked, how, how do we make it practical? I, I don't make it routine. I don't make it routine in that, you know, some people will say, oh, I wake up at this time and this is what I do every single morning. And no, I don't do that, right? Hmm. I, I like to mix it up. I like, I, like, I like to be flexible. And what I mean by that, I might wake up to a song and hmm. start off with a song, right? And sometimes, or sometimes I wake up and I'm like, and I stretch my arms and I feel excited. I'm like, I'm alive. You know, and I start praising the Lord and that's my worship. In other words, it's not, it, it, it's, it's not monotonous, right? Mm-hmm. I like to, I like to mix it up. I like variety. And, um, and sometimes worship for me is in the car, is in mm-hmm. the car on the way to work. You know, uh, sometimes it might be when I'm taking a shower, right? Sometimes it might be in the bed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might go in my closet, mm-hmm. um, but I, 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 ensure, I make sure that whatever that looks like, I have it. In other words, um, any communicate, you know, prayer is any communication with the Lord. So you just need to, you need to communicate with the Lord and you need to, you need to listen to, listen to him as well. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if it means listening to an app, you know, the scriptures are being read to you mm-hmm. or what have you. It, it, you need to hear the voice of the Lord daily. And without that, I can tell you, I felt a difference. I felt a difference the days when I go without it. Mm. Okay. Because there has been days, <laughs> a lot of days too, when I've gone without and I felt the difference. I'm like, you know what? Nope. I'm not going to do that again. Mm. Uh, but, 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 but the fact is I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait. Let's say until tomorrow morning, to start over. Okay, I'm gonna start over tomorrow morning. No, I can mm-hmm. start now. now. 
because because Christ is mm. um, he's present in my situation, mm. and he's always he he's a god he's a god of new beginnings. Mm. So I can start at any moment, and I like that. I don't have to wait. I can start that experience right now because he's a right now God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So worship becomes now a lifestyle. It's something that you yes. do totally every single yes. day. We just came out of the 10 days of prayer. You are our first speaker. How integral do you think prayer is to this whole experience of experiencing God? It is so vital. You know, Ellen White tells us that prayer is the breath of the soul. Mm. Okay. And for something to be the breath of your soul, mm. that means it, it, it is what gives you life. Mm. Okay. But, but prayer does not save us. Mm. Right. As important as prayer is mm -hmm. prayer, you know, because that, that means anyone who has ever uttered a prayer guaranteed salvation. Right. That's right. Uh, right. But no prayer is, is so important because it is, it is, it is the, the medium, it is, it is what is used for us to connect with Christ, mm. right? And, and be in communion with him. And, you know, I, 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 love, I love the fact that the disciples saw, the disciples saw uh, Jesus praying so much that they were so impressed and said, Lord, please teach us to pray. Right. Mm. And, 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 you know, that's how the, the, our father prayer mm. um, was written mm. and, you know, prayer really brings us close to the heart of God. Mm. And, and, and that is through Christ, mm. through Christ Jesus, because Christ is our intercessor. Mm. He's our mediator. He's the one who, who holds the, holds the lines of communication mm. between us and the father mm -hmm. and and thankfully thankfully even when we cannot pray yeah. the holy spirit is praying for us yes. and 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 that is such a blessing because sometimes things work out in our lives we're like whoa mm. did some, was somebody praying for me because yeah. you know, i didn't even get a chance to pray for this situation <laughs> yeah. right and, and 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 that shows that should show us that it's not prayer it's not prayer that that um, that is above Christ, mm. right? It is Christ. He's the one who loves us so much, mm. and he says, "Listen, before you call, I will hear you. While you, mm. I will answer, and while you're speaking, I will hear you." Mm. So, so when we understand that, we know it's it's all Christ. Mm. It's all Christ, whether we pray or not, mm -hmm. right? Christ is still praying for us, mm. right? That is the most important aspect. Is it important? Does it, that, and that doesn't dumb down our need to pray. We have to pray, mm. right? Because it's, it's our communication with the Lord mm. and we need to be in communion and communication daily with him. Amen. So prayer, I think it's, 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 it's up there. It's, it's definitely up there at, in the level of importance. Mm. I just want to touch on one more thing before we wrap up. You talked about the little, the little thing at the end of your sermon where you talked about the balance, the way that 
you're able to, when you are talking to your daughter and able to help her to understand the things that are right and, and what she should be doing. And then he, you're able to realize, wait, God, you do this for me on the regular. You're constantly there. How do we, even as parents, how can we draw from our experiences of teaching our children to know that this is the way that God is so patient with us every single day? You know, one of the things that I read in the, one of the statements that I read in Child Guidance mm-hmm. reminded me that um, it's important to work together with your spouse mm-hmm. um, in parenting your child. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen situations where uh, the child goes to, to mom, mom says, no okay all right the child goes to dad dad says yes yes right <laughs> right yep. that's where the trouble occurs right mm. that's where the problem occurs um when you see the whole makeup of the family the family structure the whole framework of the family is is uh, a reflection of the godhead the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And, and and I love the fact that, you know, the experience that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit had was so sweet that caused them now to create human beings. See, mm-hmm. we want to create, we want to create um, beings that are just like us, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and that's the beauty of parenthood, the fact that we are essentially partnering with Christ, right, in training and, 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 and encouraging our children. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if we understand it that way, we will, we will never make the mistake to be relaxed about um, instilling rightful principles and 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 being firm, mm. being firm on on on, on certain in certain areas because you know sometimes we think yeah we need to give free reign and we just need them to explore and let them run wild and run free and so many problems can <laughs> can occur because of that mm. but I, I I've recognized personally that it is so important to be firm, firm on principle, but you must be gentle, must be gentle in your delivery, mm-hmm. okay? You must uh, find a balance. You must find a balance uh, because, because those extremes is what causes re- rebellion and waywardness. And I've seen mm-hmm. how my daughter now you know, she re- she responds so much better um, to a gentle answer. You know, as the Bible says, a soft answer turns away, turns away mm-hmm. wrath and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so, and and I realize, you know, sometimes she needs me to 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 come in and maybe rub her back or give her a hug or tell her it's okay. You mm-hmm. know, and and this is when she is behaving in ways that 
you feel like you need to check. Mm. <laughs> you, you know, you need to point out and mm. make sure you 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 make it clear mm. that it's unacceptable. But you know, sometimes sometimes it's necessary, and other times the understanding must be she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. Right. Because when you look at Christ on the cross and you saw everybody acting insane. Yeah. Right. He said they they don't know what they're doing. Right. And these were all, you know, these all grown people. Yeah. They should know what they're doing. Mm. But he understood as a father would his children. Wayward. Right. And 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 well, we have to distinguish a little bit here because he said in John 17, those that were entrusted him, there, there were some that had, had pretty much sold out to the, to the enemy, mm -hmm. to, to the devil. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they did not belong to him, mm -hmm. right? But, he said, he, but he, he said, they don't know what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know? Meaning he still loves them. Mm -hmm. He still loves them regardless. And that's, where we, that's why John 3 verse 16 is 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 so powerful because his love goes beyond behavior mm -hmm. it's beyond that your behavior even though it led him to the cross is not going to determine how he treats you or how he thinks about or shape the way he thinks about you mm -hmm. right and i think as we as parents we must understand especially the behaviors of our children are are are, are are correlated to our behavior when we were growing up, whether we realize it or not. Mm. We can look and say, yeah, this behavior was somehow, uh, has somehow uh, happened again. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's now replaying. This is like a replay, whether we realize it or not, it's a replay. So uh, it, it's almost like you are getting upset or angry at yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very true. So taking time with God, having our own quiet time is one of the integral parts of maintaining our connection with God and making sure that we, he will recognize us basically at the end of time. He will say, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I know her. I know him. I know them very well. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. Awesome, awesome sermon. Really, really thoughtful and really um thought-provoking to the point where you know we have to really check what we're doing and make sure that we are staying connected with jesus each and every day amen. okay so can you lead us out with a word of prayer please amen father heaven thank you so much for this conversation mm. um, that just shed a little bit more light on who you are mm. and who you want to be in our lives, where you want us to be, where you want us to be in a place of zero resistance because you can take over, you can have your way, you can have full control. And it's such a beautiful place to be. Father, I pray that you will bless uh, our church, bless the families in our church, help us to spend time with you daily alone so that we can have this amazing experience where we are we're so much in love with you and uh, it's not because of the things that you do it's because of who you are 
Help us to get to that place, O Lord, and help us to enjoy the experience and the journey. We thank you for hearing and answering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. And so to listen to Pastor Paul's message in its entirety, you can go to Plantation SDA Church YouTube channel or to plantationsda.tv. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of all our live streams and programs. Also, please subscribe to Plantation SDA Church on your favorite podcast app. And we just have a few birthdays. We didn't get to do birthdays last week, but we do have a few birthdays today. Um, on the 17th of January was Maris Desir. On the 19th is Marcia Derby. 20th was Brittany Smith. 22nd was Alex Graham and Mia Godchild. 23rd was Michelle Hall, will be Michelle Hall. And Joanna Carroll is on the 24th. And Sasha Rowe is on the 27th. So happy birthday to all of those that have upcoming birthdays. And also I'd like you just to please remember the Peter family, continue to remember them in your prayers. And also all the others that have lost loved ones, Pastor Jen and Sharon, um, Susan Edwards as well, who lost her mom. There's so many of them in our family that are hurting right now. And I ask that you just continue to pray for our church family, all those that you know that have lost loved ones, that they will be comforted. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And I hope to see you all soon as well when church actually reopens. And have a great day. Bye.